Good afternoon and welcome to the Clubhouse Golf Monthly's Monday Lunchtime Golf Chat. Uh, I'm Tom Clark and I'm joined by Jake O'Reilly. Hello there, Jake. And Nick Bonfield. Hi, Nick. Hello, Thomas. Nick's, Nick's wearing a lovely shirt today. Thank you very much. Um, Short sleeve. Yeah. We're going to talk a few things about the, what happened over the weekend and also looking ahead to the, to the WGC event, which is starting on Thursday, the Bridgestone Invitational. Uh, but the first thing we're going to talk about, as I said, uh, look back at the weekend's golf. And congratulations to another Englishman to win on the European I thought tour. you were about to congratulate me, no, 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 don't worry about it. Well, I'll let you congratulate yourself. Uh, and that is, you didn't win a European tour event, did you? Not, not yet. That's why I haven't congratulated you. Um, so, Jordan Smith, who won the European Open in Germany. Uh, I think Nick is desperate to talk about Jordan Smith, so over to you. Thank you very much, Jordan Smith, if you are watching, because you won the quite a lot of money with your victory at 40-1. to 1. Thank you very much for that. As a very accomplished performance from a guy who's widely recognised as one of the sort of top new players on the, on the European Tour. I mean, he won the Alps Tour Order of Merit, oh no, sorry, the Euro Pro Tour Order of Merit two seasons ago, Challenge Tour Order of Merit last season, and he's now 14th in the race to Dubai, had top 10, top 25s already this season, a third in South Africa, and now a victory. Very accomplished performance, very good all-round game, and uh, showed that he uh, is able to perform very well when the pressure is on. Uh, a little word for Alex Levy here as well, who missed about a two-and-a-half-footer um, to win. John Smith actually had his cap off, ready to congratulate him, and it lipped out, and then Smith won the next hole, which I was absolutely delighted about. But no, Levy's a fine player as well, and, and a great person to watch, and it was a really, really exciting player. Uh, good, Nick. Uh, for for the, those of you watching, I don't know whether our, we're, we're stuck in portrait mode or not, but um, if we are, don't worry about it, and just enjoy uh, us being slightly Sideways. on the sideways. Um, so you were said, Nick, you were saying about, uh, maybe Jake, you can talk about it, but um, Alex Levy, obviously been playing quite well recently. Yeah. The Ryder Cup is in France next year. Do we think, there's, if there's going to be a Frenchman who makes the team... Uh, is he going to be the guy to do it, um, or do we think he's just not going to have the game to really, you know, compete? I, I, I like his game for match play golf very much because he's an aggressive player and he's got brilliant short game, which was on display yesterday. Uh, I like the Except idea. Except on that tiny well, little party, part, I was referring more to chipping there. But if you're going to take a punt on someone, I think choosing a Frenchman's not a bad shout at the at the home of French golf. Uh, yeah, I think he's a quality player, four-time European Tour champion already. Um, could have won another couple more. He's a really, really good player. Um, very impressive long game as well. So and very aggressive. So I think that all uh, means he's going to be quite good in the Ryder Cup. Should he get a pick or he's even qualify automatically? That comes into that conversation, isn't yeah. he? It just depends on his form. But I don't think he's the sort of player that's going to get in on the point system um, unless he particularly goes on a stretch and wins a few events. No, um, I wouldn't be so surprised. I, think he'd have to get I wouldn't in be as surprised. He's a four-time European Tour champion. He's still in his 20s. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the way he plays the game as well, with a smile on his face. Um, seems to be really enjoying every moment of it. And it was a really good battle he had with Smith yesterday. Uh, so congratulations to the pair of them. But no, a, a really good shout as a dark horse pick for France next year. I'm going to s just see if we can sort out the uh, Facebook, um, how, how we're looking on Facebook. But if you are struggling to see us, do just turn your head sideways. I don't know whether that's... I think they had sorted it. So, uh, hello everybody, we're now looking at you from the right way. Um, if he's not Alex Levy, and there is going to be a Frenchman and the Ryder Cup, who else has a chance? 
Wow. Well, Victor Dubisson. It's been there. Obviously, he, he's done it before, but he hasn't really been playing that well, has he? No, uh, do any of you guys think there's a, any uh, unsung French heroes out there? Well, Benjamin Hebert. Well, I think Romain I'm Langasque, deep sleeper. Deep talented sleep. player, very deep accomplished sleeper, amateur career. Um, yeah. So very, I've listened to a lot of NFL podcasts at the moment. It's probably crept in from their terminology. Deep sleeper. Oh, so you're saying he's probably. Unlikely. In a list somewhere, but you never know. He, if he wakes up, he might be able to make it. Don't ever use that term ever again. That was a good, really good joke. That one as well. Well done. Okay, thanks. Um, the other, there was another event. Uh, I think we're going to move on from deep sleeping. Um, there was another event at the weekend on the PJ Tour. There was. Uh, actually, there's a couple. Actually, there's someone else we haven't spoken about yet. Uh, and Johnny Vegas, not the comedian. Um, Defended his title at the Canadian Open, played really well again. Uh, in that top five, though, of that event, there was also a certain Ian Poulter who yeah. played well yet again. Um, talking of you know, Ryder Cup heroes, he's obviously the one. Um, good to see that he's playing well again. Great Jake. to see him playing well again. He obviously competed um, in Scotland, and perhaps if he padded a little bit better on the final day, he might have got a win there. He had a good start to the Open and just fell away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, finished really strongly. I think he shot a 64 in the final round yesterday in Canada. So, really great to see him back on form. Um, he's looking to get back in the top 50 in the world. You know, sort of get back onto that. Um, so, he gets automatic invites into the majors, into the WGC. So, um, rooting for him. I'm not sure if he's going to be back in the Ryder Cup team. Um, I think he's, you know, his form... Really? So you, think, so, you think that Poulter's not going, going I, to I just I always think of Poulter as a streaky player. Um, and I think he needs a consistent streak to get into the team, um, which I, I don't see him having. But, Alex Levy or Ian Porter? That's a good question to ask you guys out there. Who would you rather have in the, in the team? Would you rather have a Frenchman who's going to be playing on home soil mm. uh, and doing well, or would you rather have someone who's been there, done it before, in the form of Ian Porter? Who do you think? Go. <laughs> Nick, who would you go uh... for? I would probably go for Alex Levy to be Really? You would go for Alex yeah. Levy over in Poulter? I'm very surprised yeah. by that. I'd yeah. go for the experience. I'd definitely, um, having seen it at Hazeltine, there was a lot of rookies in that team. I think um, somebody, if he's in form, obviously, there's no point taking sort of Deb, you know, Deb Wood along. But, um, Salim Patel has said Ian Poulter all day long, gutsy and fighter. Um, I'm with you. Salim. Well, I think there'll be a, a good amount of veterans on that team anyway. Uh, and I really do rate Levy very highly as a player. Uh, I don't think Alex Levy's going to get anywhere near the Ryder Cup team. I know we're talking about it, but... Um, Tenery makes the team. Can we, can we make sure that people can see? Look, this is how easy it is yeah. to win money in the Golf Monthly office. <laughs> um, all day long, crikey. Um, but quickly on Paul, 195th in the world rankings in May. Now he's 62nd, so as you say, he's edging yeah. ever closer to that all-important top 50. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Ian Poulter has been playing so well recently. He had obviously that great run at the Open. Um, uh, you know, he. I always find that the thing with Poulter is that if the conditions are a little bit trickier and harder to score, yeah. I always think he's got a better chance of winning. Um, I, th- I know he, sh- he scored very well at the weekend, tw- twenty under in any tournament is incredible. But it still was what yeah, yeah. six shots off the lead, I think, or something like that. Poulter, no. he's one off the plate. Well, the only one. Okay, I've got that completely he wrong. Might have been but six he still, it's the final round. Yeah, that's right. But, but he, he, yeah. you know, he's still. Even though he had that amazing round, sixty-four, he's still there's still someone who's yeah. always seems going to be outscored. I think once he got a sniff of the yeah. lead, he really sort of went after it, which is a, a something that he's always been very good at. If he feels like he can win an event. Um, 
sort of getting in the mix and um, I mean credit to Johnny Vegas as well, it's very hard to defend a tournament, um, there's a few decent names as well, there's Kucha was in the field, Dustin Johnson was in the field, um, so to go out there and post a number and um, obviously keep his nerve in the playoff as well, um, fair play to him. This thing also shows how much easier golf is when there's no pressure on you because effectively that was the end of the pressure for the season when Poulter finished second at the Players' Championship to lock up his tour card and now he's playing brilliantly. Yeah. Uh, another couple of comments. Uh, Side Daniel, home soul didn't work for Stephen Gallagher in 2014. True. Might not work for Levy either. Fair point. But yeah, a lot of pressure. Europe, I mean, yeah. Europe did win that. Yeah. Uh, that obviously at Glen Eagles and uh, well Gallagher didn't play particularly well but Nilsson didn't he was, get a point did he but he, just because he played poorly doesn't mean that, that Levy's yeah. going to you know but and, no, and he also was paired actually with Poulter on that first day who yeah. also wasn't playing yeah. very well if we're looking then right back at that the likes of Lee Westwood didn't fare particularly well who were the experienced veterans yeah. last time as well yeah. so you can look at it either way it's so hard to predict isn't it yeah. no, absolutely. and Thomas Peters was the highest um, yeah, and he was a rookie, yeah, obviously. Rookie, who, so. who would have thought that? Well, probably you knew. Uh, so moving on, another a breaking news story from today is that Roy McIlroy has been reportedly sacked his caddy, or split with his caddy. We don't know the full details of yet. Um, this is only, what, a week or two weeks after he was saying how his caddy really Crazy. turned around his Open Championship. Yeah. He said after nine holes when he was uh, five over uh, at Birkdale, he said, you're Rory McIlroy, come on. Start playing like him, and he's, he's you know, he's, he's very complimentary pretty, of him. pretty straightforward advice for his exactly. annual purse, but... Um, I, I mean, Rory's been, obviously been, his game's not quite clicked this year. Do you think this is a no, good good idea? I think um, he, JP gets a lot of criticism, um, for, you know, compared to Caddy's on tour, I think he probably gets the most criticism out there um, in terms of sort of his effect on the player that he looks after, um, and I think... For years and years and years, Rory has stood up against this and said, no, he's the man I want, he's the man I trust, um, I've known him, I trust him, uh, he knows my game. And I think something's obviously happened, whether it's off the course or maybe it's just um, sort of that stagnation of his game, um, that he's decided that he needs a new break. Um, a lot like tennis players changing coaches, mm. um, you see quite happen. So, um, yeah, where does he go from here? What do you think? Well, that, was, that is my next question. Who do you think should be on the bag? Do, I, I do we think just just t coming to the point that you just mentioned now? I think that when you're plodding along as he is, hasn't won a major for four years, that's a kind of obvious catalyst. Plodding along, I think, is slight. In Rory McIlroy terms, having not won a major for four years and not won a tournament for in eleven months, I think it's, it's the obvious catalyst, isn't it, to have a new face next to you? It's the obvious Philip, yeah. I think. So I think possibly it was less a result of what he'd done on the bag and more a result of where Roy finds himself in his career, which you could argue are interlinked anyway, but let's not get sure. too deep into I mean, that. Roy has gone through a lot of changes, whether it's uh, clubs or manufacturers or whatever. Personal life as yeah, well. Personal yeah, personal life yeah, as well, obviously. Married. So, so <coughs> nine years on the bag of Roy McIlroy, you're not doing too badly for himself. Oh, no, I, I, no, absolutely. But And if Roy thinks that that's going to help his game, I think we, we, we say go for it. But that doesn't, that doesn't answer my question, though. Who do we think... I think All the options that he's got. The, um, my sort of inner voices are saying that this might have been done with Bones in mind. Do we, do we really? I'd like to see that. I, can't, we, I don't know how the two personalities would get on. No, I don't. Is that, would better, be a, that would be, well... Is he, there a better caddy out there? That's it. And he, so Bones obviously was Phil Mickelson's caddy up to... A few, a, a few weeks ago, a month ago, he's well, then done some on-course reporting. He works for the Golf Channel now, doesn't yeah. he? I don't know what contract he signed with them, whether he can get out of that easily enough. On well, the, you don't know whether he's signed a contract at all, do you? Yeah. But um, 
Do you think he'd go for so so uh, you know a big name caddy like that, or do we think he'd go for a? Uh, you're not there, Nick. Uh, <laughs> or the Tommy Fleetwood approach of like maybe having a yeah, mate on the bag. Having his mate yeah. on the bag. That's or... effectively what JP was. He was a mm. sort of an Irish amateur, very successful Irish amateur that the two knew each other well um, from Rory growing up. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I think if I was Rory, I'd be going for the sort of someone that's been there and done it at the highest level. Elliot Heath, is, uh, who is uh, in the office downstairs, said, what about Joe LaCarva? Do we think someone like oh, that, a big mm. name like that, or do we think he might just go for, you know, as you said, the Tommy Fleet would go, go for one of his mates. Me if he put a mate on the bag, honestly. I think he's the kind of guy who... I've got, I'm going to put my hat in the ring and say that if he wants just to put someone who's, you know, walk around the golf course with a, with a set of clubs... A, I, I am available. I am available. Likewise, Especially, Maury. I will take the. Te- Actually, I don't. I'll take nine percent. I'll take eight point five percent. Indeed, Richard Greenwood's asked a very important question. Would you recommend a set of hybrid clubs to a sixty-seven-year-old player? Uh, yes, yes, we would. Yes. Uh, thanks for that, Richard. So, um, well, we'll well we'll have to, we'll have to wait and see if, if there's any official announcement from Roy. Rory is in the field for the Bridgestone Invitational this week. Segway and. Oh. He's going to need a caddy. Um, I can't get to the Bridgestone this week, unfortunately. I'm busy. Um, so we, <laughs> this is obviously going to happen. 9%. I mean, um, it's Monday that you, you find get, a way for nine percent. Yeah, I might, I might do. I might do hitchhike or something like that. Um, Steve Williams again. Someone saying, I mean, Steve yeah. Williams has kind of semi-retired, hasn't he? Wouldn't sort of semi-retired. I mean, yeah, wouldn't uh, shock you, would it? Steve Williams, I strikes me as the kind of bloke who would who would leave out of the I think after the Tiger fallout and everything, I think Rory would have quite mixed. I mean, Steve Williams is also a very very good caddy. Obviously, he's he's awesome at it. But whether he actually wants to play, Scott doesn't play many events, which suits Williams quite well. No, but but Williams only caddies for Scott in the majors. majors. He has recently, or the really. So um, no, but it will be interesting. Anyway, to go to the Bridgestone Invitational. Rory McIlroy's story aside, who do we think is going to win there? Who do we think is going to do well? It's a good warm-up for the w, um, WGC, for the USPGA, isn't yeah. it? Um, the USPGA is the week after. It's a, it's a busy old uh, couple of weeks we've got ahead of us. I mean, Rory's won this in the past, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, tends to suit the, the longer hitters, Firestone. Um, so Dustin Johnson is the defending champion. Yeah, DJ finished, uh, I think, eighth this week in Canada, so he's in pretty good nick. Um, I think he'll be very short odds, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got it done. Yeah, I think some person we have to talk about is of course Jordan Spieth, uh, yeah. coming on the back of his Open Championship victory and how he played and how maybe he got a little bit lucky, but then, wow, when he needed to win us at the end of the Open Championship, he did that. Do you think he could do that on, on the Bridgestone course? He could, I'm, I don't think he will, I think he possibly will be fairly rusty, I think he celebrated fairly hard after the <laughs> Open Championship trial. So you're saying that Jordan Spieth won't win because he's hungover? I don't think what? he'll win. Because I think there are, there are better people who are in... Well, I'm saying someone's in better form than him is ridiculous, but I think there are fresher people with good course experience and who have performed their well in the past. I quite like Cabrera Bayo. I looked at his name on the list earlier and it's jumped out at me because it suits the long straight hitter, good ball strikers. It's actually a fairly bland golf course in my opinion, but it can be fairly narrow in parts, can't it? And yeah. there's a lot of trees and the, the rough can often be fairly thick. So someone like Cabrera Bayo who keeps it in play, he's obviously just won a couple of weeks ago after not having won a tournament for five years, so that could drive him on to further victory. And played very well at the Open. Played very well at the Open. Uh, was yeah, third, fourth yeah. in the top five, wasn't he? So, I, yeah. So I think the ones that we're going to look at are the long straight hitters like Dustin, like Rory. I mean, they're not exactly John uh, Rahm. John Rahm. John Rahm. Who's Rahm. people have gone quiet on him again? But um, 
Chris Sutton getting very upset about uh, Rory sacking JP here. He says, how can you fire JP? Well, if you're looking for something fresh, then that, that, that could be it, really. Um, but go back to the, the tips. Uh, is Thomas Peters in the field this yes, week? Yes, I do think Thomas Peters has to get the perfect game for this course. Mm. So I'm not sure what odds he, he is. He's probably mm. quite long, I'd say. Yeah, he's not had the best form this early start of the year. No, so he's been not as... Play as well as he yeah, was, was at the one for the PGA. I yeah, I, well, I, I, I was saying he probably would be. I was thinking he probably would be about fifty to mm. one. So I, I think um, Thomas Peters is worth a punt. It's worth a punt. And, also, and Kevin, Theo here said Sergio. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Sergio got married this weekend. This just weekend, gone. Yeah. yeah. So again, we'll have to see could how. Be on a high, could be on a. Yeah. Know, could be. Could, again, know. could we have the Jordan Spieth hangover. Could not be. You know. Also, Kevin Chappell. I would. Kevin Chappell. Some money on Kevin Chappell because won a PJ Tour event earlier this season. I think he finished in the top five last year at Firestone. And he was leading after three rounds. Do you want to have a ten pound bet on Kevin Chappell <laughs> not winning? No, I'm going to need some more favourable. <laughs> okay, but if you're looking for someone slightly further down the favourites list, then I would suggest Kevin Chappell. Okay, that's good. Thing. So the last thing, oh, actually, there's two things we're going to say. Firstly, Bernard Langer, he won another senior Open title, well, number ten senior up. major. This is tenth, tenth senior, senior that major. Is, that is a lot. Um, Very impressive. Why he has he got such longevity and? We have seen some of the guys go on senior tour and win a few events, and then they kind of just disappear again. He's just been winning senior events now for so long. His Why drive, is it? His drive. His drive. He's driving or his drive. His drive as a person, uh, I think, is extremely impressive, and um, he's obviously very tidy around the greens as well. And I think he alluded to that in his, pre- in his press comments afterwards: is that you may become worse off the tee and lose distance, but that doesn't mean he can't get better. Uh, in other areas of the game, even into your late 50s, and he's clearly working as hard as everyone in his game, and that's why I don't think it's a massive secret. Is he's managed to stay healthy and he works extremely hard every day at getting better. And also, he just seems to be very good at playing on the courses which the, uh, the senior open is played on. So, and he has a sort of Tiger Woods style when you see his name on the leaderboard now that his uh, fellow competitors start quaking in their boots. I think he has that sort of effect on the senior tour. I wonder if he, is Bernard Langer an inspiration to any of you guys out there, especially if you're a slightly older player who's who's maybe taken up the game later on. You see someone like that who's just playing so well at, at his age. Is it an inspiration for you to get better with your golf? Um, Theo again says the, the broomstick has to go. He's not anchoring it. Not breaking any rules. Not breaking any rules. Although there's I'm was not a, a fan was, of that. I have was, to it, say. was a little bit of con- controversy about yeah. um, about the old forearm break- off the yeah, but, yeah, was, but it's when it's the act of making the stroke where it counts, not yeah. beforehand. So he's not breaking any rules at the moment. He's not breaking any rules. And Jordan Spieth showed a few weeks ago that you have to uh, use the rules of golf to your <laughs> advantage sometimes. And um, I don't have a problem problem with Bernard Langer using that putter as long as it. Is in with yeah. the rules of golf. So, um, uh, Dave Perry, Lang, a great hitter, fairways and greens, uh, inspirational to de- to depress to depressing glass. I'm not sure what that means. But <laughs> I think he's saying he's inspired by Bernard Langer and just actually being such a consistent um, consistent golfer out there. So the last thing we're going to talk about is gimmies. Now, you guys out there may have played a match at the weekend, and you may have given your partners. Some some putts, and they may have given you some putts. Was there any controversy over there? And how long do you give a gimme? Is it is it that long? Is it the length of a putter? 
That's some people do that, don't they? The reason yeah. we're talking about this is because there's a controversial moment in the US Girls Championship, I, I believe it's that's called, correct, yeah. where a very uh, short putt was not given. Um, and it was, it actually, you know, he actually it decided, moment, decided the match. It was almost um, it was almost happened too quickly to be given. Um, what happened? If those of you haven't seen it, I'd recommend looking it up. It's got quite a strange little thing that could very easily happen at any golf club up and down the country, um, where one of the the two players in the singles match play missed a sort of four foot putt, and as many of us do um, in that situation, they want to have another go at it to see you know if they can get it in, and she just raked it back and then sort of tapped it in. Now before she, uh, after she raked it back, she realised that she hadn't actually. Been given the putt that she didn't even give the girl she never, a chance she didn't look around and this is the point I think a lot of people will read this story and think this is disgraceful how can a three inch putt not be given actually the, the girl who hit the putt never looked around to check no. and in about one second dragged it back and yeah. the, the girl almost felt guilty because yeah. you can't concede a putt after it's been she dragged back she can't concede a putt once the ball at rest she didn't have moves, time so. to give the putt it was that quick it's a very strange um, one and a lesson that we can all learn is to obviously just never sort of assume and never yeah. sort of rush through something just look over so for, for people like this so when you say you are the putter the person making the putt and you've just missed it and you've got a, only a you know, six inch putt to uh, to go in do you look up to your partner yes. do you wait for them to say that's fine because yeah. maybe people say looking up to the partner is actually you should have looked over and then there would have been a nod I would have normally imagined. they say it's fine by the time it's probably even just coming to a stop before it's even stopped moving often because you can tell it's going to finish an inch by the hole if that doesn't come then you've got to give them a look and a check you know do you, yeah, do you would, what it? do we ever think about asking is that okay is that yeah. is that okay? I always well, I was always told you should never ask for a putt to be conceded. You should always say, you know, if you're asking the question, then you're worried. about it. I think it. if it's in that middle range, then you probably shouldn't ask because it's a bit, you know, if it's so blatant, if it's so blatantly though, close, you probably over. just misheard them and you just say, oh, you know. So we're saying that you know you should just it's okay to ask. What do you guys do if you've I, got a I sort of three foot? Do you ask? I always think, well, if someone had asked me, is that okay? I'd always make them putt because yeah, then they're, a bit they're probably it. a little bit nervous over it, especially in the talking like that. I think she was ve- in that in the situation that we were talking about. She was very careless because yeah. she it was. was. If that had been to happen on the first hole, I reckon they probably just, they would have just walked on. But because it was such an important bit, moment in the match, uh, it decided who actually went through to the final. Um, I think that she should have probably just taken a moment and just been a bit more careful. She should have. She was very reckless, and it's it's very much the kind of mistake that a uh, what seventeen or sixteen year old person 15, would make. Well, we've seen others uh, uh, in the match play this year. Tool Hatton had a had a complete meltdown where he um, thought he'd made a a penalty shot, and then just picked up his ball and walked ball. off. Yeah. When actually the rest of well, if you just put it back. It would have been fine. There would have been no no yeah. shot penalty. That was it. Yeah, so it can, so it, it can happen to, to everybody out there. Paul Coleman says, just putt it. By the time you get round, they're just told you to pick it up. You don't knock it in. Yeah. If you bother that much, give up playing match play. And I, I think that's a fair point. You know, yeah. you've got, if you're playing stroke play, you'd have, you'd have to tap it in anyway. So yeah. if it's a tiny it. little putt, I mean, how many times do you actually and Gimme's absolutely yeah. should remain. And I, I hate the argument that we should get rid of gimme's in match play golf because I think they're I strategically think so important. Part, and yeah. it's another element to it, isn't it? So, yeah, just knocking the three-incher. Yeah. It would, but it's not the first time that there's also been controversy uh, 
There was also the Solheim Cup, when was that, last year? Yeah, it's very similar to that. Um, and that actually had a completely different effect. Then someone could have stepped in, the captain could have stepped yeah. in, yeah. and Karen Coke and said, actually, no, 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 that was fine, that was given. And in that, that, in that, that sense, the, they seemed to fire the American team up and they came back to, you know, to, win, to, they, to yeah. win. Yeah. So you do have to be a little bit careful. But I always think the best way to do it is, what would you want to happen to you in that situation? And if you actually think, oh, do you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be a bit naughty here, and actually not... Not to see that you go well. If the the shoe was on the other foot, would you be ha- happy yeah. about that? And uh, I think that's a good way to think about golf. Really. Well, I suppose. It, well, I, I, every now and then I have that. But um, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thanks ever so much for everyone joining, especially at the start when we were a little bit on the side. But I think we were okay now. Um, do check out all our social media and website for uh, updates on the Bridgestone Invitational, and then also looking forward to next week's USPGA Championship as well. And uh, we will do another one of these next time. Uh, this time next week. And since uh, until then, goodbye. <laughs>